You know what I heard someone compare Jaws to? What? Or this is kind of a comparison between movies we've ever seen. They were talking about like Jaws-like films, mm-hmm. and Nope came up because it's just like it's Sky Jaws. It's Sky Jaws. That's actually really fucking cool. Which I think brings it back because we were like, ah, oh, it's a western. Yeah. And oh man, <laughs> wow. <laughs> The world's a circle, Ben. <laughs> we're in the middle of I it. I believe it's a sphere. It's actually a Venn diagram, and we're in, well, we're in the middle. Well, technically, it's kind of an oval, but, you know. Like an egg. Um, No, because, like, an egg is more flat on one side <laughs> and not, like, you know, yeah, perfectly yeah. obvious. I really wish I had an egg to give you in these trying times. <laughs> Me too. Eggs are expensive, <laughs> man. That's not <laughs> I went to the grocery store and got uh, 18 eggs for free. Eggs are cheap. Yeah. They were expensive, though, for a minute. There was an egg problem. An oh. egg crisis. Not at Costco. Oh. If you... Bob, how many eggs do you eat? I mean, probably four or five a week. The next time I go to Costco, do you want me to buy you a pallet of eggs? I don't need a pallet of eggs. I'm moving soon. Buy I don't want to transport a pallet of a eggs. A pallet of eggs. It is legitimately like 48 eggs for like five bucks. That's insane. Well, the reason I said my eggs were free is because I had a bunch of points on my like member card at my grocery. That's fair. And I went in and got my bread, my milk, and my eggs for free. That's fair. I- I'm just saying, like, if you ever want, like, I like Costco. I know. A, because I just like buying certain things in bulk. But some of their deals are pretty good. For instance, I get my half and half there hmm. because I can get a half gallon of nice half and half. What's it called? Uh, The one with the cow on it. Oh, uh, Fairlife? I think so. Yeah, like, like the stuff that doesn't expire ever? Yeah, but like nicer half and half. Mm-hmm. A half gallon. It's like three bucks. What the hell? If I if I wanted to get like a quart at Kroger. It'd be like three bucks. It'd probably be more. It'd probably be like five. Yeah. Half and half expensive. You can do that. Same price for the heavy whipping cream in the same volume. Milk is super cheap there. Eggs are super cheap there. There's a lot of basic stuff is super cheap there if you want it in bulk, and I drink half and half in bulk. So, what do you you put it in? What like tea and stuff? Tea. Yeah, I just use normal milk or no milk. Mm. Just depends. Well, I I do um English breakfast, mm. but I also get like I get British brand English breakfast, <laughs> so it's the blend is a lot stronger than like the tea bags of English breakfast you'd pick up yeah. at like Kroger, you mm-hmm. know, our local grocery store. It's a lot stronger. Because it's made to be usually diluted with like some cream. Or okay. Something. Um, this is this is gonna get tacked on the end of the podcast. Yeah. Anyways, I, think. I guess what I'm saying is, <laughs> welcome to the episode. I know it's been going now for like a couple minutes <laughs> of us just talking about groceries. <laughs> Shut uh, up. But this is where the board. I'm Ben, <laughs> and that's all. Uh, oh, that, that's Bob over we there. We just started talking out. about bullshit. Yeah. I think it's kind of funny. I mean, it, it's bullshit, just like this movie. Hey, good transition. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I mean, do you want to do an actual intro, or do you just want to leave this? I, I was going to say, I'll just tag this on the end of the episode. <laughs> I figured you were going to do that, but I've now, I've now given you an option to just do this instead. It feels weird not doing the intro, though. I mean, fair. You can just do it now anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly selected horror movie every week. You, I'm Ben, Bob. 
I, I'm no one then, because you were both of us. Hey. I'm Bob. I'm Ben. Hi. You just heard us talk about Costco for a minute. If that if that's tacked on to no, the beginning. No, that's the, the beginning of the podcast. I did the intro. I fumbled it hard, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Hi, Ben. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah? We're not starting as late as we did two days ago when we recorded Halloween 4. Well, that was my bad. What was that one? What's the epithet on that? Well, the return of Michael Myers. Yeah. Okay. I, I almost called it this one, but then I was I asked you to double check, so I didn't do it. Yep. I had to double check my noggin. Your noodle. Yeah. Any news, Benjamin? Anything interesting? Um. No. I kind of have a piece of news. Oh. But I'm saving it for like our actual episode. God damn it! <laughs> I wanted to hear it. Okay. I don't have any news either. Well, nothing important. Yeah. Nothing important. Nothing going on. Like, no. I've been, I've been really... The thing is, I send you a ton of stuff, but as soon as I send it to you, it leaves my mind. Because I'm not allowed to know things, and I've tried to forget. You you sent me a meme about Jason X that I hope you didn't read. I did read it. Oh. But it didn't spoil anything. It was just saying I mean, someone... Some spoilers in that. Not really. Like, there... There's, okay, it's... <laughs> And aside, real quick, before we get to the actual part of the show. Bob can't control himself, and he gets spoilers all the time because no, he has self-control issues. Not true. I was scrolling through Twitter, and there was this long post about sex scenes in movies. It was like one of those, like, uh, oh God, was that 4chan? No. Was that Tumblr? That was Tumblr. Tumblr. I don't know that. I don't I, use the other. You like how I, I'm not on Tumblr, but I can you, recognize. You are on Tumblr more than me. I'm not. More than me. I just sometimes see Tumblr memes. That's It's a but Tumblr. I, I'm not actually on Tumblr. Oh, it was Ben Tumbles, everyone. But um, I can recognize the different colors between 4chan, Tumblr, and Reddit. Well, I know what Reddit looks like because I use Reddit. Yeah. Anyway, it was this fucking uh, Tumblr meme that was like sex scenes in movies and basically all people arguing that sex scenes in movies are bad and that there shouldn't be sex scenes in movies. Whatever. I'm fine with sex scenes in movies. We watch a horror. We do a horror podcast. I see sex scenes in movies all the time. Whatever. But basically, someone's like, it's not high art, so therefore it should not be in films. And then someone argued in the comments was like, someone basically tried to argue that because the sex scene in Jason X doesn't add anything to the film, it shouldn't be included. But then the argument they, the other person gave was, Jason X, that's your argument? Is that Jason X is like high art? Is Are you arguing that the sex no. scene in Jason X is important? No, that's not what that meme was. Was it not? No. Oh, I've, am I misremembering? Yeah. I sent it to you like so. Per- hours first of ago. all, this person was talking about like how they appreciated sex in movies because it's a part of the human experience. Oh and yeah, it is like just valid to be in movies, and it's kind of frustrating that people get like really upset about it being in movies. Yeah, and talking about how like it spoils movies. And it's fine. Um, long story short, it became like a back and forth discussion, and one person was like, "Yeah, sometimes like." sex can ruin movies. For instance, this one scene in Jason X kind of ruined the tone of the movie for me. Oh. And then this wall of text of the original poster getting really, really mad that this person tried to rebuttal their comment about how sometimes a sex scene, when it fits the tone, can help a good movie. Yeah. And they're like, you came at me with Jason X? Jason X? The, the movie-, movie about Jason in space? And yeah. he's ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll get to Jason X. Eventually. We'll get to Jason X eventually. But basically, some it was just some dumb meme about Jason X and the sex scene in it. I don't. Remember, I don't even really get any spoilers from that. Yeah, other yeah, than Bob doesn't a sex remember scene. it very clearly. 
No, uh, I sent it to you in a haze. He was at work. I was at work and I was angry. <laughs> <laughs> I was the funniest fuming. part is it was still the beginning of the night at that point. So. Yeah, I was fuming though. I was mad as fuck. All right. Uh, work basically ruins my mood most nights. Everything ruins your mood, Bob. <laughs> Not everything, Ben. Not everything. I was like, don't come at me like <laughs> I get mad at stupid shit. Well, and a lot of stupid shit happens to happen to me. And sometimes it is my fault. I'll admit, most sometimes, well, not most of the time. Not mo- you, don't. Make, you make yourself a target. <laughs> Maybe I do. But usually that's because it's funny. And it usually is pretty funny. Um, All right. Well, Tumblr stuff aside. Yeah. Um, Jason X sex scene aside. We, uh, we can go back to Tumblr eventually. I'm not, I don't want to be on Tumblr. <laughs> Didn't they ban porn? I think like a did dec- they reveal? Did I they think like a decade ago. Oh, did they? I, think I that thought was that was recent. Ago. I don't know. I'm not on Tumblr. <laughs> I'm not either. That's what we'll do. You'll be the Twitter guy, and I'll take over Tumblr. Yeah, the <laughs> board, the board Tumblr that exists. All right. On that note, we're we're gonna get to this movie. Yeah, Are we're gonna ready? stop ranting about bullshit. Uh, do you want the full title? Yeah, Ben. What are we watching? Halloween Five: Colon The Revenge of Michael Myers. The the colon is just a symbol, not like the actual yeah, word yeah. colon. The revenge. He just returned. Who is he mad at? This guy. I this don't know. guy is I I shrugged, guys. He shrugged. What Michael. <laughs> Spoilers, he's back. When do you think they were gonna pull a Halloween three and there kind was of. Be no Michael? I kind of expected. And you were it. excited for that? I wasn't excited. Because you get so pissy about Halloween three. Uh, even hold though on. It's your favorite movie. Hold on. It's not my favorite. Shut up. I, I was ex- I was excited. That maybe that this one would continue with Halloween, the end of Halloween four. Well, no, it could still do that. It could still do that, but like, isn't the whole point of the end of that film that uh, Jamie has become Michael, or is it like? Sp- yeah, spoilers for that film, guys. Bob, you gotta give spoilers before you give away the literal end of the other film. If they're listening to this one, they must have listened to that one. That's not. That's not true. If you're listening to the episodes or in maybe, order, maybe they skipped the spoilers on that episode. And came to because they just wanted to hear what we thought. Mm, that's fair. My, yeah. th- you know what? Fair enough. You know what? In post editing, Bob's gonna have to edit something in there beforehand. No, I won't. He won't, but he should. I should, but I won't. But um, he's a a scumbag. I, I'm a bit of a scumbag when it comes to editing. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, spoilers. But uh, there is a setup. Yeah, no, Bob, you can do it. Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. That way I can blame you. I was laughing at my dog. I wasn't even laughing at you. But yeah, but basically, spoilers. There's a setup at the end of the movie. It's kind of implied that Jamie, the main person that Michael's after, kills someone. Kills someone and has taken on the mantle. Yeah. The revenge of... Okay, but you're acting like Michael coming back in this film excludes that from happening. Are there two of them? I doubt there are two of them. That would be too much. Would it, though? Would it really... Would it be double trouble? Mm. Mm, that worked out well. Well, yeah, but that that was different. This was is, it? Yeah. Was it? Okay, you, I, we need to. You telling to stop. me this movie isn't gonna be as good? We'll see. We'll right. see. Uh, we already know. You ready? Yes. Episodes. Uh, <laughs> we've gone Chaotic. off the rails a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. All right. It's from 1989. Oh, okay. So only what a year after? Yeah. That's pretty pretty close. Technically less than a year, cause like. Yeah. Description: Michael returns. Again. <laughs> Thank you. <I'm> sh- <laughs> I'll be here all week. I'm sure more of the descriptions of these films <laughs> will just be that again. <laughs> Michael returns again, again. again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, length, it's an hour and 36 minutes long. Oh, box it's rated R. 
Nice. Uh, review scores. Moment of truth. <laughs> IMDb. You want to take a guess? No. You sure? I don't want to guess. 4.9 out of 10. <gasps> Audience score, 36%. Whoa. Tomato meter. You want to take a guess? No, man. Are you sure? Yeah. 11. 11? Yeah, the critics gave it an 11. No fucking way it got an 11. An 11%. Okay. That's a... On our... On the the BB scale... <laughs> beware the board scale. Yeah, the BBS, if you will. <laughs> Bob and Ben shit scale. <laughs> Anyways, um... Well, that would be the BBSS. Which we shouldn't know. call because you're Jewish, and that seems inappropriate. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was a good joke. I wasn't gonna... We're not gonna get into that that discussion. That was a good joke, Ben. All right. So if you were on the podcast, you would have laughed. You're not funny, Bob. Fuck you. It's like the goosebumps thing all over again. I was also funny there. And don't, I don't deserve care. a laugh. That an eleven is basically like a point five on our scale. And we've never given a movie lower than a one and a half. I think unless you get, I don't mean if you you might have given something a one at some point. Probably, but like below a one is basically not even a functional movie. <laughs> so. <laughs> I hope this movie's functional. Awards. One. Oh. I can tell you what it was because I checked. Okay. Because I was like, what award is not not a good sign? It's a Saturn award. Yeah. <laughs> For the, the box set. <laughs> the DVD. What the fuck? <sighs> All right. Notable actors. Uh, I'm not going to mention people who are like in the last one. Sure. Um, just so, you know, surprises. Stuff like that. But Tamara Glynn as Samantha Thomas. Uh, she was the costume shop mom in Terrifier 2. Oh, okay. Had a little cameo in there. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Chapin as Mikey. He was Jimmy Montrose in 16 Candles. You know, classic 80s movie for oh, teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what that is. Uh, Matthew Walker as Spitz. He was Ellis in Child's Play 3. Wendy Foxworth as Tina Williams. She was Katie's mom in Homecoming. Troy Evans as Deputy Charlie. Uh, he was the police chief in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I just want to mention, this guy played a lot of cops. Oh. Basically, if you're on IMDb for, like, an actor's pages, it gives you, like, their four most, like, notable roles. Mm-hmm. Like, basically the roles where they usually get the most screen time, stuff like that. Like, their most identifiable roles. All four of them were cop characters. Nice. This guy's been typecast. Including Ace Ventura. He's the cop in Ace Ventura? No, he's one of the cops. One of the cops, okay. Uh, that has a name, and I, I forget it. David Erson as Deputy Tom Farah. Uh, he was Harvey Johnson in Die Hard, which, as we know, is probably the most action-packed Christmas movie ever. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not, you're taunting me right now, and I'm not gonna fall for it. We're gonna move on. Good Christmas movie. Uh, and on that note, we're gonna move on to uh, Max Robinson as Dr. Max Hart, who was interestingly enough, Officer Barnes in another Christmas movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, okay. Okay. We haven't seen that yet. No, we haven't. But I, we almost watched it last year, actually. Uh, yes, but then I was like, we should actually watch a good Christmas We should watch movie. Black Christmas, because it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is. A great movie. And uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night is not as good. Entertaining. Mm. Okay, well. Mm. Not to give any spoilers here. Now, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 does have the meme. Yeah. Yeah. Garbage Day. Day. Which is the only thing I've seen from that movie because you showed it to me. 
can I start requesting you to edit stuff in? <laughs> like edit audio into the episode? Yeah. Do you want me to do would you have liked me to play the garbage day clip a second ago? Yeah. Garbage day If you heard the garbage day <laughs> clip, I put it in. If you didn't, I couldn't find it. No. If he didn't, Bob was just fucking lazy. That's what happened. That meme is everywhere. Fuck you, don't pretend. Where am I going to find an MP3 file of that? Anywhere! No, I wouldn't Just do Just go rip it! <laughs> you think I want to rip audio? Just do what you do in your pants all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, finally, Don Shanks as Michael Myers. Uh, oh, he, new he's Michael. also the man in black. That's interesting. Uh, but he played Charlie in... And this is going to be a blast to the past for some of you from the 90s, like me, um, who participated in martial arts. But he was Charlie in Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. I don't know what that is. It was um, this film series of movies about, like, these three siblings that oh. were, like... Ninjas? Ninjas. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were pretty stupid. You didn't participate in the 90s. You were born in 1999. 90s! <laughs> Just like you're not tall. You're not tall, and you did wow. participate in the 90s. That's fair, I guess. Just like how you're a little person born <laughs> in the 2010s. I was... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Stop making up things about me, Ben. That's rude. You sounded very not serious when you said that. <laughs> All right. Uh, the director's Dominique Althenin-Garrard. Uh, he's also directed After Darkness. There are three <laughs> different writers that I could find. That's weird. Never a good sign there. No. Well, sometimes it's okay because it's like a writing team. Yeah, that's different. But when though. it's like a bunch of different writers, yeah, it tells you something that the about the script. Usually, that it's going to be um, all over the place. All over the place, where there's going to be plot points that don't necessarily like follow through. Mm-hmm. But uh, writers, Michael Jacobs, uh, he's also written Three Fifteen, The Moment of Truth. Uh, Dominique Othenin Garrard, so the director, he's also written Columbine. That's how I'm going to pronounce that and not Columbine <laughs> because it is okay. not about that. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay, okay. And Shen Bitterman, uh, who who also wrote The Job. Uh, budget is estimated at $5 million with a box office return of $11.6 Oh. I mean that's a little over double, so that's a little over double. But that's it, good in the movie industry. It didn't make as much as the last one with the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. The last one like tripled it. Last one tripled it. This one isn't going to do anything really as much. Doubled. I do. How much? Sorry, I have a question, and mm-hmm. I'm going to ask it, but you might might have the answer later. Why did they not keep more of like the writing staff and more of like the director, the director and chip from the from the from four? Um, I don't understand. Like, if it's a year apart, sometimes people don't want to come back. I guess, but it's more like I don't know. This is, like, for a general comment, uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. So okay. So I, I did read that. I don't remember off the top of my head. So I don't want to, like, say anything and then have that be misinformation based. Yeah. But usually when, like, a writer or a director doesn't come back, it's either, like, a producer or a studio wasn't happy with them, uh, they're busy with something else, or they didn't want to come back. Okay. I didn't know if there was a specific reason because I feel like if you were gonna do, I mean, there's always a specific reason. Yeah. I just I don't remember off the top of my head what it was. Well, I guess case. more of like a public out reason of like they're not coming back for X reason because that happens sometimes. Sometimes directors come out and say, "Yeah, I didn't want to do the next one because of like this reason." No, or whatever. I'm sure it's out there. I just don't remember. I, I'm pretty sure I read it. Okay. Um, when I was doing research on this film, but I can't keep everything in my noggin. 
Fair enough. I sometimes write it down, but I didn't feel like writing down, I think, the reasons for why there was three different writers. Okay. In this case, it was because uh, different scripts, and some of them were not well-liked. Oh, God. Some wild, some wild script stuff. If you want to go read about that, it's kind of interesting. I think it always is kind of interesting when you have, like, multiple scripts that are vastly different, because it's like, what what was the thought process here? Um, <laughs> Country of Origin United States, uh, also known as, and this is the working title, Halloween 5, Michael Myers' Revenge, which is pretty similar. Yeah, basically the same thing, just words swapped around. Uh, tagline, Michael lives, and this time, they're ready. They were ready last time. Yeah, but like... Oh, man. Okay, I... <laughs> so... <laughs> I I know this I might know something about this film. I don't know which I don't know which Halloween it was. But we were in I was at work and one of our coworkers was talking about how in one of the Halloween films Michael just like walks outside there's a bunch of firefighters and he just like one on one just kicks the shit out of a bunch of people for absolutely no reason and it's ridiculous. I hope it's this one because they seem to be ready. I don't know why they're sending the firefighters in. Who who did that? Uh I don't want to tell you. Who was it, Bob? I don't want to say. Who was it? I don't want to put. I don't want to say their name on the put podcast. Put on blast on the podcast. You can mime it. No, fuck you. I'll tell you off, off recording. And then you can shame them in real life. Yeah, sure. But I just wanted to mention, like, it'd be really funny if they if that happened in this film because I think it'll be good. Like, not good, but it'll be fun. I know what film it is. Oh, okay. Well, I got like not a lot of facts, but I do want to mention two things. Uh, apparently, production on this was like super truncated. Oh. Like, there was a, a really big rush to get this film out. Because the, the last one was decently popular. Yeah, it was pretty okay. Not, like, insane, but, like, decent, especially with how oversaturated slashers were at this point. Um, so there was a rush to get a sequel to it out, you know, this film. And so there was a hard deadline of October 1989 for when they wanted the film done. God. And that's, that, that's not just filming. That's, like, editing and all that stuff, too. That's so. such a short... Because the original... The, not the original. Came out in 88. Came out in October... 1988. So they literally had almost an exactly a year from the release to make another film and release it. Well, to plot it out, write it, all that stuff. Yeah, film it and then, you know, edit it and everything. Mm -hmm. That's a lot, a lot of time to make a movie. No. Some people spend years making films. No, but I mean, like, big uh, big studios can, po can pump something out in, like, two. That's usually pretty standard nowadays for a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that... But even then, they have plans in advance, usually. Yeah. It's just quick. And having a deadline... Like hanging over your head is also not fun. It's stressful, and sometimes stress is not a good thing. And the other thing I want to mention before we get into it, though, is the fact that this film was apparently originally rated X by the MPAA. Ooh, we have not seen a rated X movie yet. Right, we're not gonna see one today either. Yeah, I know. Are. I know, but, but I'm they, just saying they, like they just had there were some cuts. Damn. Also, I mean, we've definitely seen some movies that would have been rated X. Yeah, but we haven't watched a movie that is explicitly rated X. No, but that's because it's a defunct rating. Well, yeah, but... Like, are you saying rated X or, like, NC-17? Rated so, X. Uh, like, specifically rated X? Yeah. Okay, I don't... Yeah, we don't, haven't watched anything rated X. I don't think we've watched anything NC-17 either. Yeah. Uh, we've watched stuff that's unrated. That should be NC-17. That, that, if it was rated, would have been NC-17. But mm -hmm. that's slightly different. Anyways, this has been great. Uh, I'm sorry if it's been a little chaotic, but we're going to get to the movie now, and we'll come back in, I don't know, three seconds for you or something. <laughs> you do, uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys in a minute. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just finished watching Halloween 5. <sighs> <laughs> Bob loved it. <laughs> right, Bob? Uh 
I don't. I. I don't even want to talk about it. Like on God, I don't even want. To, I don't even want to speak right now. Just okay. start talking about the description of this movie, please. Just okay. move. Move me along. I'm gonna move us into the summary then. Yeah, please. Okay. To be honest, I'm not sure how to summarize this film because it's it's straightforward, like plot wise, but it's also just kind of all over the place. Nonsensical as fuck with what's happening because just. Things happen that just don't feel like they were important, but then they also feel like they were. Yeah. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. But the premise is it takes off. First of all, the cold open is just the end of the last movie. Yeah. And it's revealed that when Michael fell down this hole, you spoilers for the last movie here, he fell down a hole once he was shot full of lead. <laughs> they shot him a lot. And so the movie starts with we get to see Michael in the hole crawling into a river where he bobs down the river as they throw dynamite down the hole. Which which didn't happen last time. (laughs) Okay. And he rides down this river and arrives next to this shack, this river shack in Illinois. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And this homeless man, not even homeless man, the river man. The river man. The mountain man. The credits, he's credited as the mountain man. With the parrot. With a parrot. Because he has a parrot for some reason. Then proceeds to nurse Michael back to health for a year yeah. off screen, mm-hmm. which is just outlandish. Because Absolutely outlandish. Michael immediately kills him. As soon as of Michael course. wakes up a year later, he murders that man. Michael doesn't give a fuck. No, but it's just like, okay, that was undeserved. <sighs> Absolutely. But a year later, it picks up with Jamie Lloyd, because that's her name. That Jamie is her Lloyd, name. By the way. Yep. There was some confusion last time. Well, because I we didn't really... Bob called me out on the Jamie Strode thing, and I was like, that makes sense, Bob. And then we just didn't put together that she's Jamie Lloyd, because that was the dad's name. Yeah, last name, assumedly Lloyd. she took her dad's last name. Anyways, it picks up with Jamie Lloyd, who's like in a, what was it, a children's clinic? But was yeah. it a psychiatric clinic? I think it was just called a children's clinic. Anyways, Jamie's in a hospital for children, and she's kind of PTSD'd out. Yeah. Because... Of the events of the last movie. Very traumatic. And because of those events, assumedly, she doesn't talk. Nope. She just, like, the closest she gets is making, like, a, a noise, like her voice is, like, gone. Yeah, she, like, rasps, rasps at people but can never actually get any words out. It's just, like, wheezing, basically. And assumedly that's related to the trauma. They don't say anything. They don't explain it say. at all. They just go, she can't talk and she has to write stuff down and whatnot in mime. But... She's there, and she's having psychic visions because she now has a psychic connection with her uncle, Mikey. Yep. And she can, like, sense it every time he kills people, mm-hmm. which is not helping her mental state at all. No, it's doing quite the opposite, actually. <laughs> and so the rest of the movie is kind of Michael stalking and then killing people, and then in completely separate scenes, Jamie having m- mental breakdowns. Yeah, that that's the, that's the movie. And occasionally, there's a guy and a man in black that just walks around stalking. Yep, stalking Michael, stalking teens. I think that was a good description. Yeah, that's about all. I mean, look, that's about all. all, all that that's it. That's all that happens. That's all that happens. Like it's a very simple setup. Like I said, I feel like I skipped a, out on describing so much bullshit because because there's so much bullshit so much happens but it feels like it was important but also eh? it was nothing did i look look here <laughs> like <laughs> i go oh, I, I, i'm so angry <laughs> i'm so goddamn mad we got 40 minutes in bob literally went turn it off 
I have never been so <laughs> mad at a Halloween film. Look, I you didn't literally went turn it off, and I went, "Are you sure?" And you went, "Do it." <laughs> look, look. Okay, so I can accept Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two as their own thing, as their own thing, because they're not technically part of the timeline. They're a remake, so they're their own thing. So they didn't make me so angry. But God damn it, Halloween five. This movie pissed me off on so many fucking levels because it's just. It doesn't do anything good. There is not a single... That's, re- that's not true. Okay, hold on. I lie. There uh, are two things. Danielle Harris, her acting's good again. She's good. She's great. Actually, I think she does a really good job with all the freaking out stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing to be like a super emotional character for a child like that. Yeah, she's actually really good and in this. I'll give her that. She really brings it home as Jamie Lloyd, especially with the restriction of, you can't talk. Yeah. Which makes your job even harder. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the second thing... Loomis kind of is back. He's back as, but he's crazy again. Which is actually, I like absolute, absolutely batshit like insane Loomis. Halloween two unhinged levels. I would say far f- further removed, but just like more fucked up. Yeah, which and is great. I like it. Those are great. There's also some stalking again, which is kind of cool. Which is Michael. cool. The, I, but like everything else, this film does is so nonsensical and fucking stupid. Yeah, like it makes me so unimaginably mad. Because it feels like they took the magic bullshit from 4 and just amped it to 11 really, for no reason. Really leaned into it this time. And it doesn't feel good at all. Michael is not, he's not even scary. The kills in this movie, look, okay. I'm, okay, I'm going to spoil something. Spoilers. Okay, okay, wait. I think I know how I want to do this. Because I want to talk about something that... It's the thing that happened at the beginning that I went, why would they do this? This is a horrible writing decision. Yes. Okay. How we're going to do this, because I'm going to be honest, I don't think Bob can have a rational discussion of this film. I think he just needs to rant. And I I think he does have some points where it's basically like, there's a few saving graces throughout this film. There are a couple moments where I went, that was cool. That are super good. But they're few and far between, and a lot of this film is like, I think just questionable writing decisions or yeah. things where it's just like I feel like you put this in and it was gonna go somewhere and then a different writer got the script and wrote it out <laughs> and then it didn't go anywhere or it, the film was just cut. For instance, I mentioned that random man in black, yeah, uh, that appears randomly throughout. And from what I could find doing research, it's like there was cuts and before it was also kind of random, but it made more sense because he had more screen time. And after cuts, it's the just like... The only screen time you get is of him walking. It's just his feet, and it makes it's no sense. It's just his feet walking places. <laughs> Where is he going? What is he doing? Um, no one knows. <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of that throughout this movie. But what we're going to do right now is... Spoiler warning right here. And from this point on, I'm going to listen... Que- I'm going to list questionable decisions this movie made. And I'm going to just let Bob rant. Okay. okay. Is everyone okay with that? I'm okay with that, because this movie made yeah. me angry. Okay, so first one, straight off the bat, Halloween 4, the two main characters are Jamie Lloyd and her sister, Rachel Carruthers. Yeah. And they, basically a lot of the film is focusing on like this sibling kind of dynamic they have between them. Mm-hmm. It's not the most well-written. No, but, but it exists. It did exist, and I get what they're going for. And this movie brings Rachel back. Yeah, and I didn't expect it. It was nice. They actually have like... Because of years past, they have like an actual really good sibling kind of dynamic. We're s- now. Assumedly, uh, bonding over the trauma that they both experienced with yeah. Michael murdering their friends. The more you know, yeah. But then this movie decides to um, 
do something interesting in the first 30 minutes. What was that, Bob? Grant, go. <laughs> first, I don't know, 25 minutes. Michael's like stalking people, you know, doing his thing. Michael's stalking Rachel. Michael's stalking Max, the dog. Oh, who, yeah, they introduced a new dog in this film. Yeah, he dies. Guess what's going to happen. Yeah. He do- well, actually, for real, I thought he lived for a long time, and then you finally see his body, and I go, God damn it. <laughs> they, they literally chucked it in in the last five minutes of this film. Yeah. Like, don't worry, guys, we killed a dog. <laughs> don't worry, we got him. Like, God <laughs> I damn it. I you were missing out. No, Michael kills fucking Rachel in the first 25 minutes, and then it's like, okay, well, now what are we doing? Because now we're not even focusing on Jamie. Jamie's nowhere to be seen. Where's Jamie? Where's the main character of this film? Why is it Tina? Why is Tina here? Why are you following Tina and Sammy around? Who is Sammy and why do we care? Ah! Okay, but so what Bob's screaming about is like the next questionable decision that comes from this. Tina, I think, was introduced in four. She was in four for like ten seconds. I'm pretty sure she's the character that goes with Rachel and Jamie the buyer, her clown Halloween Yeah, costume, she's the one driving the car. Which is fine. It's fine that she's there. And she comes back in this film. Which is fine. I don't mind seeing her when Rachel's around. And it seems like Rachel's been the main person visiting Jamie at the children's clinic. Yeah. Which is why they're so close. But Rachel has some good friends that come with her and spend a lot of time with Jamie. And because of that, uh, it seems like, well, we don't get to really see interactions between Jamie and Rachel's friends. Apparently, they're all really close now because of that, which is sweet. I like that idea. Uh, it's it's honestly kind of touching, and it seems like the one friend that Jamie's really latched onto is Tina, which is Rachel's best friend. But see, the film kills off Rachel really early on and then basically fills the older sister role for the, I don't know, the next hour or so Yeah, with Tina. And it's just this moment of why. Just swap them. Just kill Tina instead. It's like, t- Tina doesn't behave the same way Rachel would have no. throughout the rest of the film. But she sa- serves the same, like, role as, like, this character that, like, Jamie really cares about that she's psychically sensing is going to be killed mm-hmm. and is freaking out about. It's just a weird decision. Also, Bob mentioned Sammy, which is basically immediately after Rachel dies, another blonde chick is introduced. Yep. And I, I said this during the movie. I was like, they just introduced this this girl as a switch up. They just switched him out. Yep. For no reason. Like, don't know why. And, that, like, what makes me so angry is that, like, I, I, you said this. Like, I guess it's sort of a thing to kill characters from previous uh, slasher movies almost immediately in the next slasher. It does happen a lot. Which is fine. But in this case, it would have made the story so much more interesting. And I would have cared a lot more if it had been Rachel instead of Tina doing all these things. No, it, it would have been structurally stronger if Rachel lived longer and was subbed out with Tina. And yeah. And you just have Tina be the Sammy character. Exactly. And it works completely fine. And my problem is that, like, we're following Tina around for no... It feels like we shouldn't be following her. I feel like she doesn't even need to be there because she's not the main character of this story. The, it's the, Jamie. The film expects you to immediately latch on to her because Jamie cares about her. But that's... Not a reason to. No. With Rachel, we could have. Absolutely. Because we ha- we already had the background with her. I don't necessarily think me and Bob cared about her too much. But no, but it would have worked better. We had the background for her, and it would have worked better, especially seeing the good relationship now. So, that's the first weird thing. Anything mm. else you want to say on that? No. Okay. We've mentioned the man in black. I do want to mention some a small detail about the man in black, and also something about Michael. Uh, oh, yeah. They have this scar. Not scar. A tattoo. Yeah, I was about to say, it's not definitely not a scar. Uh, it looks like a thorn symbol. 
Yeah, I don't. It's like a yeah, I guess. And um, I just want to mention like it was on Michael's wrist. Mm-hmm. That's canon. That's always been there now. Yeah, but I've never he seen just it has before. A tattoo. And also, it was on the Man in Black's wrist. And Bob didn't see it. It was on the walls of the Myers home, which I think we can mention now. Different house. They couldn't Different find a house. house that looks like the Myers uh, house where they filmed. Which, which, you know what? It's been a long time since Halloween oh, 1 no, and 2 came out. There. You can go visit it. Okay, look, that's fine. They were just filmed at a different place. They were filming in, I believe that was shot in Salt Lake City, Utah. And they just, the house looks completely different. It looks like a mansion. It's a huge ass house which for no so reason. They could get bigger shots inside. That's why it was chosen. But it looks very different. But long story short, one of those symbols is on the walls of the Myers house. Bob, what was your response to all that stuff? I, I, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Like, <laughs> what do you think was happening there? I, I gave a guess during, you'll hear it in the outtakes probably, I gave a guess. Why are we pulling all this weird cult shit into the movie all of a sudden, into the canon, when it's never existed before? Like, it feels like some weird cult shit. I mean, it feels just like they're introducing mystical elements. Which is... to a non-mystical killer. Well, with the setup at the end of 4, it's kind of... It's kind of implied that there's some mysticism happening. I mean, they set it up in four, but they've really kind of dived into it now. And it sucks because it it makes what makes, I think, Michael interesting in that he's just a dude, man. I mean, like an, an, an over-exaggerated dude. Yeah, it just takes it away because now it's like, okay, he's just, it's uninteresting. It makes it way less interesting of a, of a, per, of a killer. Like, he's just not, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it's just not fun anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is with Michael is, like, I'm not opposed to introducing uh, supernatural elements in something like this. No, I'm not either. It, but you need to use them as an explanation for the his previous behavior. Yeah. You don't just introduce new stuff that muddies the water and changes his behavior. Mm-hmm. For instance, besides, like, the whole psychic connection and the tattoo stuff, there also seems to be some humanization of Michael in this film. And introducing that he can't control himself, which might be related to some of the magic-y Bullshit. stuff. I, um, it's just kind of confusing. He's also not nearly as strong in this film, which pissed me off. <laughs> he knocks on the door. He kn- we've seen the man walk through fully metal doors before. Fine. And he's beating on this wooden door like he's a fucking weak, old, frail man. Yeah, Magic Michael can't break down metal doors, and real human Michael can. So do with that information what you will. Like, it feels like they they took the universe and kind of picked what they want from it and didn't keep all the stuff that was cool, man. (laughs) And that made me mad. Like, it's so just, like, it feels so anti what the original and two did, and even kind of some of the stuff four did. Yeah, it just doesn't was, work. Four was a return to basics, and this film is very much not not that. that. It's it's its own beast. And okay, last thing I want to mention for just kind of issues I think we had with this film. I think this is a big one for both of us. The mask. Oh, it looks so fucking bad. To me, it kind of looked like <laughs> <laughs> kind of looked like Nicolas Cage, like early two thousands Nicolas Cage with slicked yeah. back hair. Yeah, um, yeah, it does. It also just like weird skin tone, red hair. Mm-hmm. The bottoms of it frill out instead of, and it's never done that before. There's also another mask that Michael wears for a while. That, that made me mad is too. Over the top. I know it made Bob mad. It's a nice mask though. Like, it is a nice mask. Nicer than the Michael mask. Absolutely. We also get to see Michael's face a lot, which I didn't <sighs> particularly. I didn't like, like it. Because I, I like the idea that he's just a shape under there. Like, I don't need to know what he looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um, and that kind of ruins that, I don't know, this feeling just, for me. 
I feel like this film that my big I think my biggest issue with this film is it I've said I think I literally just said this a second ago I'm gonna say it again it takes everything that they established in the first through four films ha <laughs> Halloween three they, nothing they don't establish anything in that related to this they they take all the rules and all the world things and everything that's been established and they just fucking chuck it out the goddamn window and it doesn't feel good because it's like I've watched the first four films. First, you know, one, two, and four. Three didn't have Michael. Well, three, Michael is in three, kind of. There's a cameo. Um, <laughs> on the TV. Yeah. And they've just sort of gone, okay, well, what if <laughs> what if we didn't do that? <laughs> like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like nothing they did except for, like, maybe the stalking parts. The stalking parts, yeah. Feels like Michael in any way. Because he doesn't act like Michael. He doesn't, the only thing he does like Michael is he walks like Michael, but Michael just goddamn walks at people anyway. It's not hard to do. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the big thing with this film is it tried to do Halloween, but make it a culty, you know, introducing a psychic element between Michael and his niece. Which I think is fine. Which is fine. Because I think that Jamie, like, I think Daniel Hellish does a good job as Jamie of, like, replicating like showing us that right? yeah i think that stuff is cool and i think it's interesting but the thing is michael's killing people i don't fucking care about no i mean i think what happened is it it tried to build a plot around that idea and in the script it went different directions with that idea that never that's just all petered out so it yeah. just feels bizarre and all over the place like you could have him stalk people and have jamie psychically feel that and that's fine, but it abandons that like halfway through. Yeah, you can have there potentially be this weird thing going on with this symbol, and like maybe Michael being magical, but you have to like run with that, and it didn't. And the thing is, none of that has been established in one, two, or like maybe a little in four with the teleporting. Point being, it tries stuff new. It tries to make Michael more than human, which I don't innately have a problem with. I just I feel like the film didn't pull it off. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to say about this film? No. <laughs> I don't. Because I really don't. I don't either, either man. I, I just, I'm so sad. I'm so, I... I do think this is worth mentioning before we go uh, to the recommendations. Uh, Loomis, super unhinged. It's great. Oh, yeah. He's great. What happens to him? He finally fucking dies. They finally killed my boy. Rest in peace, my man. I, I thought, look, there's a moment where I'm like, he's dead. And then he's not dead. I think I think there's an update where I go, he's unkillable. Because <laughs> he just keeps getting back up from these ridiculous situations with Michael. And now he finally actually fucking dies. I think that's what we should call it. What? Loomis is unkillable. Well, that's what I was going to call, uh, no, I was going to call four Loomis is invincible. <laughs> then we do Loomis is unkillable. All or we right. could do Loomis fucking dies. Well, that's kind of a spoiler. It's fine. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right, you ready to go to our foundations? No, you know what we didn't talk about? What? The other thing that probably makes me not the maddest is the most absurd. The very, very end of this film. Don't even talk about it. It's not even worth it. Is it not? No. Because it does tell... It Look, it explains what the man in black is up to. He, let's just say, helps out Michael to set up, I guess, the next film. I guess. I don't even know where six says set. <laughs> what happens in six? Who knows? I do. I don't want to watch it. I know. I think this is the first time we finished a Halloween film, and I said I don't want to watch the next one. <laughs> Again, you got halfway through the film, but I'm done. Turn it off. Yeah. All right. Ready for recommendations? Yeah, man. All right. All right. Bob, who would you recommend Halloween 5? If you liked 4, if you're a fan of the series and you haven't seen 5, it's worth a watch solely because Loomis is, Loomis is kicking, doing stuff, and I think he's... 
a legacy character from the original that I'm glad is stuck around so long. Oh, like, it's Donald I'm, Pleasance, yeah. Yeah, like, I like him. He's good. I like Loomis as a character. I think his arc is fun if you watch him throughout the films. More importantly, he's nice. Donald Pleasance is still taking this seriously. Oh, for sure, yeah. Which is impressive, because you know this is the fifth film in a... Long-ass franchise. Yeah, but in a, a slasher film that has basically left the control of the original creator, mm-hmm. it's usually not a good sign. But and, he's still trying hard. For him to come back for basically all of them and treat them seriously is very respectable. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a fan of Danielle Harris, she's good in this too. She does a good job. She's one of the fucking saving graces of this film. Yeah, you want to see more Jamie Lloyd? Yep. There she is. You have to like kid actors, though. That's true. She yeah. is a child, so keep that in mind. If you want, I'm following it up, if you want a film with a child protagonist, I think she does a really good job, and I think she's, eh. Child protagonist is a strong word for her role in the film. <laughs> Child, not that she does a bad job, but like she's running not away from Michael, <laughs> necessarily the focus of this film. For whatever no, which reason. I think is a huge problem for me, <laughs> which is why I hate it so goddamn much because it feels like she should be. God damn it! That's it. If you, that's it. That's all I got. I have nothing else to recommend this film for. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess it's me now. So my big recommendation for this one is if you're a pre-existing fan of Halloween, you know Halloween four and five go together. So if you're watching through Halloween and you've seen Halloween four. You should probably watch Halloween 5. It's a decent continuation of it. Yeah, it is. And it gives you more of Burn Scar Loomis and Jamie Lloyd. You know, the best parts of 4. And so if you want to see more of that, it's great for that. Also, I know Bob didn't like (laughs) this film very clearly. And maybe some of the decisions it made. I'm not going to say, like, it lands all the things it tries to do, because it doesn't. But this film does try something new. It tries a lot of stuff new. That's fair. And that is definitely interesting. It's basically the Halloween 3 of the Michael Myers Halloween films. Because, like... It's so out of nowhere. It's so out of nowhere, and it's wild. But it's something new, and it's something different. And that is respectable in a franchise that's this long. Yeah, I mean, even five films in, it's pretty long. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see a Halloween film that, you know, does some new stuff, that isn't just Michael stalking and then killing people, it's worth a watch for that. Otherwise, I mean, if you're a fan of Daniel Harris, Donald Pleasant, check it out for that reason. And um, I think that's it. I, I, I mean, there's no other particular recommendations I have. Those are the highest points of the film. Not th- No, it's not that those are the highest parts of the film. It's more that, like, tonally, it's kind of all over the place. That's true. And so oh, there, we didn't even... There isn't even one recommendation I can give where, like, if you enjoy, like, this style of film. Because it really is kind of all over the place. It, it, this film, more than any of the other Halloween films we've watched so far, feels like a late-stage slasher movie. Where yeah. it's more about the killer killing and less about anything else. But even some of the kills are fucking but ass. It, it doesn't do the thing that most films do at this point in their franchise lifestyle and just focus on the kills because the kills aren't great in this one no, they're pretty cut like, down you can tell there's, there's what cuts. i think there's one good one all right uh, you gotta rate it now i don't want to you have to okay <clears throat> so i don't know what they were going for at all like i'm gonna be real i don't know what the like what i don't know where the baseline is for this rating so i don't know where to start if that makes sense. Like, what is a three for this film? I don't fucking know. Well, that definitely means it didn't achieve it. But also, you're less objective than I I know, be. but, like, I try to be when I can. <laughs> what is your rating for how you felt about this <laughs> If we could go into the negatives, I may. You can't. I cannot. But I'm not going to give it... Look, I'm not going to give it a one, because that is, I would say, too disrespectful of the high points. 
because there are some high notes to this film. There are a couple scenes where, oh, that's actually pretty cool, or like, that's a well-shot thing. I like this part. Yeah, I mean, the film's well-shot overall. Overall, it, it is a movie. Like, it is a well, I wouldn't say well-put-together, well-shot, framed movie. There's oh, a yeah. beginning, a middle, and an end. The Michael stalking is peak back-to-basic form. Absolutely, stuff. and it's great. And I even said that at some point. I was like, this is cool. I like that he's going back to what he was doing. That was before the halfway mark. That was before the halfway mark. But my big my big issue is that there's no coherent narrative narrative plot that makes any sense. And the fact that they just kind of... The first two films work because you've never seen them before, right? It's Michael stalking people, killing them, and then Michael going on a rampage trying to kill Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, Laurie Strode. And that's great because that's a narrative arc. And then you get to four, and you're like, oh, she's dead, but his niece is alive, so now he's coming to kill her. Same repeat back to basic things. There's a narrative arc there. There is no narrative arc in this one. It's like a narrative wave pool where it just kind of goes back and forth, and then when you're at the peak, it's okay, but when you're in the bottom of the wave pool, it sucks. It's like a narrative scatter plot. Yeah, and that's my problem with this movie. Which is a rating of what? <laughs> I'm really beating around the bush with this one, huh? One and a half. Okay. I think that's the lo- this is probably the lowest rated movie I've given. Probably. I don't think I've given anything a one and a half before, but I'm giving this a one and a half because the reason it's not a one, Donald Pleasance and Daniel Harris are great and they're cool. And this movie has some cool moments. The reason I'm giving it a one and a half is because they make a lot of really questionable choices. There's not really a coherent narrative plot that comes throughout. A lot of the kills are pretty meh. They're, the tone is all over the fucking place. We didn't even talk about Tweedledee and Tweedledumber. Yeah, that's probably a good one for tone. There is these two cops that are like comic relief characters, which is fine. They're fine. But they're I even laugh sometimes. Like fucking cartoon characters. They have like a light motif music that is just clown music. And it doesn't match the tone of the rest of the film ever again. Nope. And it only plays once. Yep. My my other reason for one and a half, and I'm gonna say it right now, it this is this movie just I've said it three times now, I think. Takes everything one and two established and even four established, and just chucks it out the fucking window and says, nah, pisses me off. Like, actually makes tell. me so angry. Because if I'm watching the fifth movie in a franchise, I want it to be a continuation with universal laws that have been established. And it's cool when you want to do something different, but if you're not going to execute the difference well and tie it in well to the things that already exist, and you're just going to throw them away, I don't care. And it makes me hate it. <laughs> I think the only thing they really kept was that Michael has the the mask and he eats dogs. <laughs> That's the only plot point that's being carried throughout is Michael nah, kills he, dogs. He kills dogs. I don't know if he ate Max. He might not have eaten Max. You're right. But, oh, my God, I fucking, I hated this one. Okay. It's, I guess it's my turn, right? Yeah, man. Okay. I think this is going to be one of those rare moments when I rate a film higher than Bob. There's no fucking way. There is There's a fucking, no fucking way. There's no fucking way. Nine out of ten. No. Um, you can give it a two. Okay. Why, why were you saying no fucking way? Do you I, think I was getting super high? I just, I'm surprised because you look like you wanted to claw your eyes out okay. halfway through this film. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> is it a great movie? I, I don't think I could say it's a great movie. However, was I more entertained watching Halloween 5 than I was Halloween 4? Yes. Yes, I was. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> Halloween 4 has a better narrative structure and overall is more like tonally coherent. It's also just basically Halloween 1 and 2. Oh, uh, you're coming in with this argument, good. huh? And Halloween 5, what it's got going for it is it's just 
it's something new and i don't think they succeeded in um executing all the new stuff they were trying to do and go for with like maybe supernatural stuff couldn't tell that didn't make it in all the way or some sisterly relationship stuff going on but between jamie and tina tina this character that was introduced for five minutes in the last film at most like it goes for a bunch of stuff doesn't succeed but it tries something new it took the shotgun approach it did some things succeed some things fail a lot failed most failed point being is that like i don't think it achieved what it set out to do like it it tried to do a lot of stuff i don't think it succeeded but objectively this film was well shot a lot of the stuff are pretty like some of the cinematography where like michael's perfectly angled in the background walking around super cool that stuff's good the dialogue and characterization well i hate it at times like i just don't like some of these characters Mm -hmm. tina it's kind of nice at the beginning of the movie and they're just really annoying by the end for no reason however her characterization is a lot stronger than even rachel in the last film oh yeah and i i think that's kind of a running thing it's like there's all, all the little parts of this film I think were well done for the most part. It just didn't come together. And yeah. It, it, it just fell short. Point being as well, I don't think it was like, didn't meet expectations. I don't think it was bad. Just kind of mediocre. Plus, you know, it gets up there because certain scenes are really good. Certain people really brought it home. You know, shout out to Daniel Harris and Donald Pleasance again. So uh, I'm going to give it a two because it didn't live up to what it set out to do, but it was entertaining and it, it did a good job with what it did (laughs) well fair yeah bob's like i'm not happy that you're right no (laughs) i'm just this i'm yeah i'm just very disappointed that's all i'm just upset yeah i'm just really i'm just really mad all right we're gonna go to the outtakes yeah there are probably a lot to be be honest there's some probably pretty funny ones uh so we're gonna go to that we'll be back in a second yeah uh the closer yeah we'll uh we'll see you guys in a minute Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of Halloween 5 so far, way more than I enjoyed the fucking movie. But if you do not want any spoilers from the outtakes of this episode, please skip to 1 hour, 1 minute, and 24 seconds immediately. Once again, that's 1 hour, 1 minute, and 24 seconds immediately. This first clip is Ben and I's reaction to seeing Michael's mask for the very first time in this film. Oh, doesn't that mask look so good, Bob? Oh, that mask is awful. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to meeting Max, the dog, for the very first time. Better dog this time. <sighs> is this dog also just going to get murked? <laughs> they keep introducing a dog for Michael to kill. <laughs> it's a classic. This next clip is Ben and I being surprised about how long Max has survived this film. You know what's the real shocker, though? <laughs> what? That, uh, you know, Rachel's gone and Max isn't. Yeah. No way, no way that Rachel died before Max. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> the one of the two main characters of the last film outlasted dog number two. And Sunday died almost immediately in the last film. (laughs) Sunday died off screen last time. Yeah. This next clip is me being confused about the man in black for the very first time. Because I've I've really wanted to... There's a... Like an extra scene on... um, 
one of the Rob Zombie Halloweens that I really want to talk about with you. Okay. But yeah, who the fuck is this? It's the man in black. I know, but oh, it's Michael. He has that tattoo. Is it not Michael? Let me ask you a question. Do you think Michael would do a costume change like that? No, but I wouldn't put it past this movie to do something <laughs> stupid like that. Fair enough. It technically is Michael because they're played by the same actor. This next clip is me making a prediction about Halloween 6. They are on technicality if, the if same they, person. If they mother... Okay. What? No, I'm going to be so angry. No, no, tell me, please. I'm going to be so fucking angry. Can you tell me? If they suddenly bring in some cult bullshit about Michael being the Antichrist or some goddamn nonsense about how, like, it's been him this whole time and, like, he was marked and... Was it a cat? It was a small dog. The possum. It was a possum. Um, What were you saying? I just... Like, I get Michael is he's evil or whatever, but if they bring in some weird cult bullshit, I'm going to be so angry. I'm going to be so mad. They wouldn't do that. Yes, they would. Not in a film this well written. (laughs) (laughs) This next clip is Ben and I getting frustrated at how fucking stupid this movie is. She just started talking. (laughs) Why can she talk now? Why? (laughs) This might be the most frustrating (laughs) a Halloween movie's ever made me. She can talk now because of her emotional connection with Tina. This next clip is more frustrated yelling. Why would you do this? I would have shot that guy. I would have shot him before the bit was over. 11 years ago, a guy got hit in the street because of this exact bit. Last year, that guy was running around murdering people. That was a stupid line. Fortunately, we're lousy cops. Shut up. This next clip is me asking for some reprieve from this madness. <laughs> this movie makes me mad. This movie makes me so fucking mad. Can I please have Halloween 6 now? Can we Can we just watch 6 so I can not be as angry? I like how you assume 6 is I just hope 6 is better. <laughs> it's going to make you less angry. Oh, there's blood on the kitten. That's fucked up. Are you sure it's blood? Maybe it's cranberry sauce. It's not cranberry sauce already. This next clip is me making a true statement. He looks depraved. Yeah, with his fancy mask. I'm talking about Loomis, not Michael. Michael looks quite sane, to be honest. No one wearing a Nicolas Cage mask. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now I don't want to watch six and seven. (laughs) (laughs) Or the new ones. I don't want to watch those either. (laughs) We should have stopped at one and two. We should have stopped at one and two. This next clip is me being frustrated that the Myers house looks a little different. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> 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 
That mask looks abysmal. <laughs> Who saw that and said that was okay? Oh my god. This isn't his house. <laughs> this is a different house. <laughs> This next clip is our reaction to Loomis finally losing it. Dumb scene. You know, I love Halloween movies where we get to see Michael. Oh, Loomis is still alive. Holy fuck. He's Loomis. He's immortal. (laughs) What? (laughs) Loomis is a bad guardian. (laughs) I just think he's giving up. He's just like, you know what? Michael won't stop till she's dead. Let her fucking kill him. Or let him kill her. Just let her have him. Honestly, at this point, if I was Loomis and this happened like four Halloweens in a row, I'd be over it. Not in a row. If this happened at, during three Halloween, separate Halloweens. This next clip is Ben giving us a fun fact mid-movie. Yeah, beat him with a two-by-four. It's really going to work. I think he's just hoping to knock him out. Really does work, though. Yeah. Um... Fun fact, mm-hmm. Donald Pleasant broke this actor's nose. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Because he accidentally hit him in the face with the 2 by 4 And, uh, it, yeah, it hurt it did. This next clip is me asking Ben who the man in black is again. Who the fuck is this guy? It's the man in black, Bob. I thought I told you that. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. More than Bob enjoyed this film. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, you know what we didn't do? Well, it doesn't matter. Fuck it. We'll leave it out. Nothing important. What didn't we do? I didn't tell anyone where where this ranks in my Halloween films, but I think everyone Uh, knows. Yeah, we can leave that. It's at the bottom now, isn't it? Yeah, it's the last one. Okay. I'm going to (laughs) put Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 above 5. Halloween 3 sounding better and better every time. It's moving up the scale because the bottom keeps <laughs> expanding. I told you, it's great. Um, it's okay. It's pretty good. <laughs> it maintained the good Michael because it's Michael from Halloween and Halloween 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. We're going to oh sell it. God. By the end of this, Halloween 3 is going to be the best. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll just decide. Our only announcement is, as always, this is a convention movie. Uh, we did watch it because of Daniel Harris again. I figured we should watch um, four and five. Well, <laughs> we'll save six for later. Never. <laughs> Bob's kind of done with the Halloween franchise, which is a side effect of this. But, as always, we are doing convention movies again next week, so mm-hmm. I thought this would be a good time to tell you. What are we watching next week? Yeah, what are we watching next week? All right. So, next Saturday, I'm so this upcoming Saturday. We're coming out with Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Fuck yes. A return from season one, which I guess Halloween technically is too. Damn, we really are bringing back the season one films, huh? Yeah, it's kind of nice to have a chance to maybe complete these films a little bit. <laughs> yeah. These franchises, because <laughs> otherwise we would have to do it in our free time, and this is kind of an excuse. Yeah. But Saturday we're doing uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 2, and then on Monday we're doing Return of the Living Dead Part 3. three. Hell yes. I'm excited to get back to those. Because now that we've seen Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead, I'm so excited to see how different, like, the Return series is going to move away from the way that Night did. 
You know what I mean? Because like, al- like Return was already a little bit different. Yeah. But now you have the context of the mm-hmm. Dead trilogy from Romero. Yeah, so I'm really, really excited to watch those. So those will be coming out, and look forward to those. Uh, you can watch them before then if you want to enjoy them with us. Otherwise, you know, Friday will be our regular scheduled actual podcast episode. <laughs> we are really... I think the episodes of Convention Prep are going to surpass the number of episodes of the podcast eventually if we do if we get through everything we want to oh 100% probably it's going to be insane we're basically we're pumping out like 2 to 3 episodes a week some weeks 4 <laughs> Bob's crying on the inside crying on the outside Ben um, anyways with all that being said as always you know check us out wherever you get your podcasts Spotify Apple Podcasts other online places on the interwebs you know that series of tubes <laughs> that includes YouTube, you can listen to us there if you want to do something like online. Additionally, YouTube's a great place to like show us some love because we can see you interacting with us very easily. Uh, if you like, like, subscribe, hit the bell, all that jazz. I like jazz. <laughs> um, not the time for a B movie joke. <laughs> um, all jokes aside. Whoa, shit just got serious. If you want to have a psychic connection with me and Bob, <laughs> go comment. Suggest us movies. Yeah, leave movie suggestions. We'll it's watch useful. them psychically alongside you. Mm-hmm. But you can do that on Twitter or in the YouTube comment section. But if you do it on Twitter, uh, there's other things for you on Twitter. Yeah, check us out on Twitter, at Beware the Board. It's where I post everything you want to know about the show. On Mondays or Tuesdays or whatever day I put it out because sometimes I forget. We're very busy and I'm sorry. Uh, I post a spoiler post for that week's worth of episodes, which is basically... A movie cover that you can reveal, and it'll show you what movie you're watching that week, and then you can watch it beforehand, so when you listen to the episode, you don't get any spoilers. Or, you know, if we're being really vague about stuff, or, like, skip over stuff, you kind of know what we're talking about when we're referring to different parts of the film. Also, on Fridays or whatever day I post an episode, I post a link to the episode. So if you ever miss an upload or wondering when something came out, all the things are going to be on our Twitter. (laughs) Last thing, I almost forgot. My brain. I'm very tired. (laughs) Worst part of every wrap-up. I fucking hate you, bro. <laughs> Check us out on TikTok. We've been posting TikToks, <laughs> which are basically clips from the show that sometimes are from the outtakes, but other times I've been going back through and re-scrubbing old footage for extra content. Funnies. Some of them are just funnies. Some of them are stuff like where I didn't include in the episode, but I'm like, no, nah, that's just hilarious out of context. Because <laughs> I was like, whatever. Um, yeah, basically I'm posting a lot of smaller clips from the show or clips from older episodes on our TikTok. And also our YouTube Shorts. So if you want to, you know, check us out on TikTok, TikTok's your platform, check us out there. Most of the stuff that's on TikTok will also be on YouTube Shorts, but it just depends on the length. There are different requirements, so sometimes I can't. But if you're into short-form content, we're getting more into that as we go. So check us out there. I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ugh. See you next time. Bob yeah. needs to go cry in the shower, so. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.